Welcome to Kingdom.Think. Today we're covering Judges 20 to 21, Psalms 119, verses 1 through 88. By the way, this Psalms is the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's broken up according to, it has these Hebrew characters, and I believe, haven't looked it up, but I believe that's the Hebrew alphabet with 22 characters in it. So we'll get to that. But then we're covering also Romans 2. So let me see, would you rather I do the New Testament or Old Testament? Let's do the New Testament because it's like happy. And then we're going to go to the Old Testament, which is not happy because we're still in Judges. Um, so we have Paul, remember, he is in Rome. He's um, writing the Romans or or he's speaking to the Romans. And this is the time that he was kept um, he was in that house where he was waiting trial. So people are coming to him and he's speaking to the Romans. And I'll just read a little bit of it because it's not a very long chapter. But oh my goodness, the richness in like verse by verse by verse. And remember, there are people out there that literally will dissect just a couple verses. They could spend a whole semester studying one book of the Bible and we're like going through books of the Bible really quickly. So there's different styles of reading the Bible. Sometimes you just stay in one book. Sometimes you go on themes and you jump around as you're growing in that theme. But this is a process of just going through the Bible an entire year. So we're going to go through things fast and then you can go back and read it on your own or you can, you'll come across it again during a sermon or during a study. So don't forget that because it's going to seem like I miss a lot of things or I'm brushing it over very quickly. I don't want to diminish it, um, but we're doing it a different style. We're just, we're committing to getting through the Bible in a year and doing chunks at a time. So here we are in Romans 2 and I'll just read the beginning. You therefore have no excuse. You who pass judgment on someone else for at what, whoever, for at whatever point you judge another, you are condemning yourself because you who pass judgment do the same things. Now we know that God's judgment against those who do such things is based on truth. So when you, a mere human being, passes judgment on them and yet do the same thing, do you think you will escape God's judgment? So in other words, he's, Paul's referencing the cause and effect. Remember in the Old Testament, like they are suffering in the book of Judges because there's a cause and effect factor. It's not that God... God did this to them or that God allowed it to happen, they stepped into it. It's like if you walk through mud, you're going to get muddy. It's a cause and effect. It's not that God made you muddy. You chose to walk through the mud and that's exactly what happened. And Paul's trying to like, he's trying to teach these people who've been living in this kind of culture up to this point. So the corruption has just been pervasive for all these years, hundreds of years. And so Paul's trying to teach them a new way, a new way of looking at things. And um, so, so that's that part. Um, but so I'm at verse five, but because of your stubbornness and your unrepentant heart, heart centered again, uh, you are storing up wrath against yourself for the day of God's wrath. So he's explaining to them again, moving down to verse eight, but for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. Again, cause and effect. So he's trying to almost teach them to take responsibility. Instead of blaming, instead of even blaming their false gods 
or the different groups of people. He's saying take responsibility. Um, what else? What else? So much. Oh, oh my goodness. Um, the Jews and the law. Let's see. Oh my goodness. You, you who boast of the law, do you dishonor God by breaking? So he's kind, again, he's teaching them. So he's like, it's actually very gentle. He's saying, hey, you think you follow the law, but are you doing the same thing? You think you can get away with it, but don't you think that God sees? So, you know, you talk about you're judging someone else for committing adultery, but aren't you doing the same thing? You have idols, but aren't you also doing the same thing? So he's kind of like making them self-reflect and take responsibility. And then the bottom of chapter two, he's referencing circumcision, not he's using the the correlation like like the example that when you're circumcised is that it's a remembrance of your relationship with God but you're like cut apart set apart well the holy spirit in a way like circumcises your heart i know it sounds weird and gruesome from our perspective but that's actually what he's referencing here that um verse 29 a, no a person is a is a jew who is one inwardly and circumcision is a circumcision of the heart by the spirit not by the written code such a person's praise is not for other people but for god so here he's actually being very gentle and we know paul can be aggressive and kind of smart mouth but he's being very gentle just saying can you recognize the hypocrisy here <laughs> how awesome right but he's not gonna be a gentle all the way he's just being really gentle well he isn't a for i mean he's he is also Roman, but um, he. I just appreciate the way he's like speaking to them at this point. Okay, let's jump over to Psalms. Oh my goodness. Clearly, I cannot summarize 88 chapters. Um, I'm just going to read a couple pieces because they're so cool. It's just like chapter one. And remember, there's 22 letters in the Hebrew alphabet. And so I'm assuming that this is broken down in the Hebrew alphabet. Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes, statutes and seek him with all their heart. You know what? This Psalms seems like a prayer. Oftentimes in the Psalms, it's like a song that they're singing. It's these songs, but this one seems to me more like a prayer. Um, then moving down to the next section, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? That's a question. And the answer is by living according to your word. By living according to your word. I seek you with all my heart. Do not let me astray from your commands. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Praise be to you, Lord. Teach me your decrees. With my lips I recount all the laws that come from my mouth. So you you feel it? It feels like a prayer, right? And then we're moving to verse 17. Be good to your servant while I live, that I may obey your word. Open my eyes that I might see wonderful things in your law. I am a stranger on earth. Do not, do not hide your commands from me. My soul is consumed with longing for your laws at all times. And again, I'm going to jump down. Um, I always point out when they say meditate because meditating is contemplating on a thought, a word, just like brewing over it, pondering on it, thinking on it, maybe even repeating it in your mind, memorizing it. So he says, 
um, cause me to understand the way of your precepts, that I may meditate on your wonderful deeds. My soul is weary with sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. And then moving down, direct verse 35, direct me in the path of your commands, for I find delight. Um, 37, turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Moving down to verse 41, may your, may your unfailing love come to me, Lord, your salvation according to your promise. Then I can answer, answer anyone who taunts me, for I trust in your word. 45, I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought out your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commands because I love them. I reach out for your commands, which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. And that's only verse 48. Oh my gosh, we got to get all the way to 88. <gasps> I'm not going to get there. Let's see. Verse 58, I have sought your face with all my heart. And skipping down to 66, teach me knowledge and good judgment, for I trust your commands. Before I was afflicted, I went astray, but now I obey your words. 69, though the arrogant have smeared me with lies, I keep your precepts with my heart. Their hearts are callous and unfeeling, but I delight in your law. Moving down to verse 73. Your hands made me and formed me. Give me understanding to learn your commands. Do you feel the prayer right here? Um, and then I circled some words. Verse 76. May your unfailing love be my comfort. According to your promise to your servant. Let your compassion come to me that I might live. For your law is my delight. May the arrogant be put to shame for wronging, wrongingly, wronging me without cause but I meditate on your precepts. Moving down to 86. All your commands are trustworthy. Help me, for I am being persecuted without cause. They almost wipe me from the earth, but I have not forsaken your precepts. In your unfailing love, preserve my life that I may obey the statutes of your mouth. Boom. That was all the way to verse 88 of Psalms. Oh my goodness. Longest chapter in the Bible. Okay. Judges 2021. Are you exhausted with all the corruption? It's terrible. Well, we're going to be able to take a break because these are the last two chapters of Judges, and then we're going to jump into Ruth. Beautiful, sweet story of Ruth. Um, we're going to jump into that after this. But again, I hope you're getting a clear understanding and picture of the evil that was pervasive in the Israelites. And it was just the compromising, the constantly compromising and letting the culture of the evil infiltrate and corrupt um, the minds of the Israelites. So here, remember that Levite, basically, I know I didn't tell you yesterday, but basically he chopped up his, his, his wife, his concubine, that the men of, of um, the Benjamites, is that what it was? came to Gilbah, Gibeah in Benjamin to spend the night. Okay, so yes. So it was those evil men basically killed his wife. So he took his wife, he chopped her up, and he sent her pieces to all the different 12 tribes. That's disgusting. Horrible. But he was trying to make a statement of the evil. Maybe, maybe, maybe. He was a bad guy. But maybe he was trying to make a statement to all the 12 tribes to say, look, look how far we've gone. Look how evil we are. Are we so bad? So maybe it was this climactic statement. So anyways, they're gathering the people, everybody except for the Benjam Benjamins. Um, 
how are we going to deal with him? We're going to go after them. We're going to destroy them and kill them. So they did that. Actually, first the Benjamites killed some of them, their soldiers. It's, you have to read it. But eventually they did kill all the Benjamites. And some of them, I think it was, I want to say 400, ran and hid in the mountains. But then they thought, oh no, what are we going to do? These that are still living... If we kill them, then the whole tribe of the Benjamites, which is part of the 12 tribes, they'll be obliterated and we'll no longer be 12 tribes. We'll be 11. That can't happen. So what are we going to do? We're not going to give them our wives. Hmm. Let's see. Who didn't show up to help fight? And there was a certain group of people, Shilohs, that didn't help fight. You know what? Let's punish them for not showing up at the council when we all met together. Let's go into their towns, kill all the men, and save all the virgins, and then we'll give those wives to the Benjamites so they can continue their people. Isn't that terrible? Oh, it's terrible. Okay, but we had to get through this, guys. We had to get through this because we cannot shy away. If God put these stories in here, it's not because he was trying to be calloused it broke his heart, and that's why he had to share the story, right? You know, sometimes you got to tell terrible things that happen so that that other people can heed the warning and not do the same thing. You know, it's fun, funny. Yesterday, um, we were at the beach, and there it was a very—it's rocky shores and a lot of waves. And someone told a story about um, a bride and a groom who took photos up on the rocks. And there were big waves crashing. And one of the big waves came and just swept the wife away, the bride. And she died. And I told my daughter the story because she was there. And I said, hey, come and listen to the story. Why was I telling her that? Not to scare her or not to just tell a horrible story. But in a way, look, you see how dangerous it is to go too close on the rocks? You know, the waves are unpredictable. But sometimes people learn through stories. And so that's what we're reading in the book of Judges. Stories so that we can heed the warning and like not do that in our own life or not let our culture go that far. Stand up for truth and follow God's word, just like it said in the Psalms. How can we how can we keep a pure heart by staying in God's word and reading these stories? So there you have it. That was the end of Judges. I'm kind of glad we're out of that. I don't think I could stand another wretched story like that. So we are out of the book of Judges. And tomorrow we go into Ruth. And you know what's funny about Ruth? Like we're going to read the entire chapter in one day. I believe. I believe. I believe. I think so. I think so. I'm looking. I'm looking. Yeah. I was looking at the reading here, and we read the entire book of Ruth in one day. So get cozy, start reading. There you go. That was Judges 20, 21, Psalms 119, one through, verses 1 through 88, and Romans 2. Have a fabulous day.